Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Stitch and Kurt Sandvik. Special Quarantine Edition. I'm here. You guys are here. Let this get this party started. Stitch is a good boy. You are correct, sir. Thank you, Buzz. I appreciate that. That was my little um, Stranger Things homage, I suppose you would call it. Like I said before, I uh, I did shave. Yes, you're right, Aaron. Like I was saying before, I uh, I wanted to do a different theme song for every one of these quarantines. One, because it's super easy, because I'm not really writing this. It's just all these little mixture, fun app program things that are fun to do and very cool, and I like doing them. So it uh, gives me something to do, and I figured you guys are probably sick of listening to the original Paranormal Almanac theme song by now. So I figured let's mix it up for all of these live ones. Now, it is hotter than fuck here. I don't know what it's like where you guys are at, but I am sweating like a horrid church. So, um, whew. so yeah, hopefully you guys got your drinks. I've got a nice little tropical, um, drink to match said tropical shirt. This is my, wait, which side? There we go. This is my Bob's Burgers Hawaiian shirt. So I don't know if you guys like Bob's Burgers, but whoa, I'm skipping all over the place. Um, hopefully you guys like Bob's Burgers. Hopefully you guys got a drink. Hopefully you guys got the air conditioning on, which I just turned on, so hopefully it cools down here very soon, because like I said, it's flipping hot in here. I'm sweating. I ran from from right over there to right over there to get ready for right over here. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's hot, especially wearing a mask all damn day. You're not wrong, Todd. 55 degrees and raining. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it is hotter than that here. Alrighty, so let's see who we got. Uh, we got Dorian. That's correct, sir. Do not fucking shoot Bigfoot. Stefania, love your podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We got Eek Spooks, yes. And 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 Fabby. Fabby or Fabby? I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm sorry. I am good, everybody. How have you been? Jeff, hi, how are you? And Ashley and Lauren McCune. Happy whatever the hell day this is. 
Joshua, Joe, who else? We got Buzz, always freaking cool. Love you, Buzz. Aaron, I already said Jamie and Ashley. Boy, it's hitting triple digits in Arizona. Yeah, it's going to be hitting triple digits here tomorrow. Um, peanut butter whiskey. Really? Joshua's drinking peanut butter whiskey. Is that good? I've never heard of that. Uh, Harley. Hey, Harley. How are you? I am doing well. How are you doing? Oh, good. Joshua said they're never tired of the original theme. Thank God, because that one took me forever to make. These little stupid fun ones that I've been doing, they take a couple of minutes only, but that one, that one took me a while. Um, Fabi? So it's Fabi, I'm assuming. I think it's Fabi. I think it's what I said second. What do you mean it's about right? Well, I don't want to say your name wrong. Tell me how to pronounce it down in there. Um, so yeah, as you guys are aware, I, I, I said I was going to do a live one tonight, but, um, oh, peanut butter whiskey is good. I bet that does sound good actually. Um, but I had one of my, uh, one of my fans said that, uh, one of the patrons said, Hey, I can't do it on Thursday nights. Do it on Friday. So doing it tomorrow as well. So you guys have two chances this week to call in. Hey, Brian, how you doing, buddy? Hey, there's Sean. What made me decide to shave, Kim? It's fucking hot. That's it. It's just hot. I'm, I'm already, I'm very sweaty. Um, hi, Susan. Hi, how are you? I'm glad you didn't miss it as well. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just hot. So I wanted to shave. Why are you trying to tell me, Kim, that I should not have shaved? That I look better with more of my face covered? Because I can grow that homeless beard again. But anyhow... Um, so we got a lot of people here already, and it just started. That's fantastic. Thank you all for showing up. Like I said, today and tomorrow, I am doing both, Jay. Tomorrow, tomorrow's tomorrow's Friday, right? Uh, no, don't worry, Lauren. I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be done before that, so um, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it today and tomorrow. So if you if you can't make it today, that's fine. Come tomorrow. Can't make it tomorrow. Come today. Can make them to both. Cool. Can't make them to either. Listen to it on the podcast. I don't know. I don't know how to help you, but I want to give you guys as many chances as you guys want to call in. Holy crap. Don't call yet. I haven't turned on the phone lines. My God, I got a lot of voicemails. Holy crap. Um, just uh, everybody that's listening on the podcast, the phone lines are only open during these live shows. I know it's sucky for people around the world. It's five o'clock here, 5 p.m. here. I try to make, I try to pick a good time. Maybe I'll pick one on the weekend. It's like dirt, like noon or something to make it easier for everybody. But um, yeah, the phone lines are only open during these live ones. I have to turn it on. The rest of the time, it is turned off. You can leave voicemails, but I'll be honest, I'm not listening to those voicemails. I don't have time. I've got 170. What does it say? 171. 171 calls. So I cannot. Yes, today is Blur's Day. I don't know the day, the month, the year. Um, oh, Fabi likes the shave look. Thank you, thank you. Uh, since Lauren Sapansky is here, hold on one second. I'll be right back. The great Lauren Sapansky, the one that makes the official Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot uh, patch on Etsy, 8-Bit Spock, made these. They're not for sale. These are just for me because she's cool. She's awesome like that. Uh, can you guys see it? It is a Barbarella face mask. Just for me. 
I'm assuming she made it just for me. She gave it to me, and I haven't seen anybody else wearing them. So thank you again, Lauren, for saving my life. Um, hi, April. How you doing? Whew. Man, it is really fucking hot in here. This AC is not kicking in yet. Anyhow, sorry about that, everybody. Let me turn on the phones. Since I got a lot of people who want to call in and everything, I'm going to turn on the phones right away. Then if I have to, I'll go into uh, whatever spiel I've got to go into for today. That is turned off. And... That is turned on. Okay, so... No, Lauren's not selling those. They're just for me. Screw y'all. Those are just for me. Um, the mask, that is, for everybody that's listening at home, because people have been telling me that they're only getting half of the show. Well, you're correct. You are only getting half the show. I'm trying to read what everybody is saying in the chats that is applicable, but I guess I'm not very good at it yet. So, um, oh, I got something on my hat. There we go. I'm not very good at it yet. So... I, uh, I, am, I apologize to those that are just listening to these as a podcast that aren't seeing all of the awesome comments in there. It, uh, it feels like the apocalypse here. That's what it feels like here. Oh, Susan's making masks. Jack's, Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas. That's awesome. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. I love that. That is cool. Okay, so the phone lines are open. 818-732-9399. You guys can call about anything tonight. I was going to make this one just a UFO topic because I think the ghosts, people are getting a lot of ghosts. So I like to balance out the ghost per UFO per alien balance. But uh, this one, I think I'll just make an open, an open call. Whatever you guys want to talk about tonight, you guys are usually the ones that tell me where this show's going by the calls. So let's see where this show is going. Alrighty, in the meantime, let me pull up everything I have prepared in case I need to prepare it. Oh god, my computer's running slow. Where is it? I think it's this one. No, it is not. Uh-oh, I don't know where my one that I had saved from the last one was, went to. Nope, that is not it either. Uh-oh, I might not have a topic for tonight's episode after all. Which, thank God, someone's calling because I don't know where my topic is for this week. Come on, phone. There we go. Caller, you are on the air to save me since I don't know where my stuff is right now. What do you mean you don't know where your stuff is? Hi, Sean. Is How you doing? How you doing? Good, good. Oh, boy, it got hot, and it got hot quick. Yeah, no, it feels like fall. Yeah, no, it feels like uh, like the world's on fire over here. No, I usually have, like, one or two good stories to share with everybody. And my yeah. the, the place where... It'll turn back on. The place where I, leave, where I left them has been... I've been moving stuff around trying to write a bunch of new episodes, and I think I moved it a little bit too far, and now I can't find the damn thing anymore. Oh, good job. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I do. This is how I roll. So, how are you, how have you been? Oh, I've been good. I've been 
that's always been good over here, you know, still, you know, rainy and disgusting every day. Um, and we actually had some very mild but very recent kind of activity happen. I don't know if you, you read it in the email, but I figured I'd just share it with people now because it was uh, strange and we kind of freaked out for a minute. Well, what um, happened? Uh, we had, what was it, like three, four days ago, I think, um, whenever my last email got to you, uh, someone, we heard knocking on our door. It was four rapid knocks, and here, hold on, can I do it on the door? I think you'll be able to hear it, hold on, it will be like that. Just okay. Just one, two, three, four, really quick. Like, that, it would have to be done with the first two fingers, the knuckles wrapped on the back, like the knuckles wrapped on the door. And we had thought that it was David's mom, because usually she'll say, hey, you guys want any dinner, blah, blah, blah. So I told him, you know, take your headphones off because he was playing the game. And because we both looked at the door, we have it on, on camera. Unfortunately, Uncharted was much louder than the knocking on the door. Are we but, talking like an outside um, door, inside door? It was our bedroom door. Oh, oh, okay. Like so someone, something. Like it would have had to. It would have had to come from someone outside the bedroom door, and you know he opened the door. He went to go check. He came back in. He said, "Mom's in the living room, and her boyfriend is sleeping on the couch. There's no one else in the house. It's just the four of us, and there was no one anywhere near with the door. No one was in that range, and there's quite a." decent walk like if she had done it she would have to run really fast and get back in the living room and get all comfy again she was you know in relaxed mode sure and, and why would she do that, that you know would've... what would be the incentive yeah, for doing there's that no way yeah and there's, there's no way so you know we looked around we were trying to figure out you know maybe could it have been the neighbors moving stuff upstairs but it definitely couldn't have been so i i told david stand in the room and i tried to mimic the knocking to see you know, where on the door it could have hit. Um, and it had to be, you know, center of the door, near the doorknob, like a person would have to be standing there. So it wasn't like maybe the dog came by and, you know, sure. messed with the door or something. It was, you had to be human height to go knock on the door. And no one was there. Um, so now, was, and you said, you said the camera picked up the noise, though, right? No, he had his. He has the camera set up um, near the TV, so unfortunately, Uncharted was very loud. Uh-huh. You couldn't hear, but you saw us both turn. You know, it was a quick alert. We both looked at the door at the same time, kind of confused. I told him to check the door. No one was there, so the camera didn't catch that. But you don't obviously you don't hear the knocking, unfortunately. Um, so we were thinking of maybe putting it somewhere else where it may catch that kind of activity. If it does happen again, like maybe put it closer to the door, put it in the hallway, since Whoa. that's the same hallway that, you know, we discussed last time where the pictures started, you know, jumping off the walls and stuff. So not really sure what that was about, but yeah, we had some knocking on the door your, and I tried to look up. Your phone just went wonky for a second there. Did you hear that? No. Oh, I hope, did you, all right, everybody that's watching this right now, did you actually hear that whap, real freak out noise that just happened a second ago? Or is it just me? If not, I'm playing this back after this. Ooh. What are we at? 14, Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> 1359, it looks like it happened. All right, so I remember this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, that was weird. Yeah. Um, it went all squawky, like like police squawk box real quick. Um, oh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing over here. 
Ah, Leonora heard it. Yes, see? I'm not alone. Okay, good. Am I going oh. crazy? Okay, cool. I'll have to I'll have to check that out afterwards and see what it may or may not have picked up. But so we had that and then um a couple of days before that we heard that kind of um that that noise that seemed to just come from the sky, uh, where it was very similar but it definitely wasn't the same uh, sound as like those, you know, those trumpet videos that you can find on YouTube everywhere. I know all about them. In fact, I was going to do an episode. I don't think I ever ended up re releasing it. I don't recall releasing it. I was going to do an episode all about the trumpet sounds. Yeah. You know, no, I would love to understand it better, but we, David and I heard it, uh, like a week or two ago. Um, and it was very bizarre. We went out, it was only, it was actually almost exactly 11 o'clock at night. We went outside to go, you know, have cigarettes, and we heard it, and we thought, well, he heard it first from inside the house, and I didn't hear it. I, I'm, like, half deaf, so I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But when we went outside, the noise was still happening, and I we couldn't figure it out. There is a train that goes, um, it's like half a mile on the road, but there was no train to by. You, you know, like, we've lived here for years. We know the distinct different sounds that it would make, even if it were grinding, not the same sound. Sure. We what was the what was the weather like? Was it was it overcast? Was it clear? Was it foggy? Little, it, was, it, was, it was pretty clear. Like, there was very, very okay. light. Um, there was kind of see-through clouds because it was night. But nothing, there was no planes. Nothing. There was, there was no planes. There was no trucks going by. There was uh, no train that was passing or anything, because we also, like I said, we also live, um, there's an airport uh, two or three towns over, so sometimes, you know, you'll get the planes that go by, sure. but there was nothing in the sky, nothing anywhere. We, we walked out into the middle of the road away from the house to look around, nothing anywhere. And then it was strange, because the other, the other reason why I know it definitely couldn't have been any of those things is when it stopped, you know, usually there's kind of like that echo in the sky where it kind of fades away. Yeah. It stopped abruptly. Oh, well, that's that's different then. That's different like than most like, people like hear. You, like if you cut, yeah, like if you just cut audio or something, it sure. just stopped. Now, Dorian has a good point. He said, did you open the door? Obviously, you must have opened the door. You said you did. You opened the door when you heard the knocks, right? Yeah. Cause, and nothing was there. Yeah, because Dorian had a really good point. Three knocks is usually something evil. I, I, will, I will say... Yeah, but it was four. Oh, That's four. We okay, good. We, we, we researched the hell out of it that okay, night, and good. I can't find anything that tells you anything about four knocks. Okay, good. It was four Because he's right. Three three knocks is bad. Uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily evil, but it is well, a bad omen for, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. But if it, and if we, were, if we may have been wrong on that, um, we did actually get some good news. I think it was yesterday... Um, our friend Steve, his week uh, that we talked about on the last show, yeah. she passed away last night. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, last, no, not last night, the night before. Yeah, the night before she, she went. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, I, like we were saying, you know, she, she did live a long, good life, but still, it's never easy to oh, lose yeah. anybody. No, absolutely, but... You How's know, Steve if doing? Was, if it were three knocks, um, he... You know, he, he's kind of getting a little reclusive. I haven't heard from him. He told David briefly what was going on and then said, I'm just going to go to work. And I guess it's just, he's just dealing with it in his own way. Because, I mean, she, lives, she lived in Arizona. Sure. And we're here in New Jersey. You sure. can't exactly go to say goodbye. Yeah. So, 
you know, he, he's, he's going through it right now. So we're just kind of giving him his space and time until he's ready. I, I, that's the, that's the good one. Um, that is the, I mean, that's the best thing you can do is just be there for him when he needs you and you know, he's going to yeah. need you. So just being there is all you can do. And that's enough. That is yeah, plenty. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we were thinking, you know, if it, if that the knocking had been the three knocks, it was the night before it happened. The three knocks happened the day right before uh, sure. we got the message that she had passed. So not sure if they had any kind of correlation. I mean, we, David and I do not have any kind of relation with this woman, but we're very close to Steve. And usually the three of us do have a pretty decent link where we know when something's going on with the other and we don't even have to be talking. We could be, you know, states away and we you, you just feel it. You know sure. what's happening. You know something's up. And that happens the night before we got the text. Oh, no, of course. And, and, and that very well could have been what the knocking was about. I mean, unfortunately, it is all too hard to, to say. I mean, um, yeah. you know, unfortunately... I, I wish that was not the case, that it wasn't connected to that at all, but... Uh, right, but if there is, I mean, it would kind of make sense in that in that aspect, because we sure. can't otherwise explain it. I mean, it could have just been a random phenomena, but you don't know. There's not enough uh, well, that... uh, you know, significant detail or research done on these kind of topics to really... That's exactly any, um Yeah. There's, there's no solid evidence as to, yes, it does work this way, or no, it does not. No, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, those are the things that just happened in the last week. Basically. So we had the creepy sky sounds and the knocking on the door. Sure, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we've had more activity since involved in the show, which I think also stands to... To note that you know the things we've all said. The more you talk about it, the more you you show interest in it. The more things kind of start happening. And I mean, this is usually we get this kind of activity regularly uh, every year. It's usually between like February and June it gets really active, and then dies out. And then around uh, September through October it gets pretty active again, and then it goes away again. I like the so. fact that you you are aware of it enough that you know the peak times and the slow times because not a lot of people are aware of that. And then it turns out that there is a, there is a pattern. There usually is a pattern to paranormal activity, uh, but not enough oh, people yeah. take note of it to to form that pattern. Well, um, yeah, it, you know, if the if the knocks happened the night before, it, it's yeah, it was it was the night before because he called me day when that Steve. She, oh, she passed away in the morning yesterday, he's telling me right now, because he just double-checked the text. Okay. So, yeah, it was... It was yeah, the knocking ha happened the night before she passed away. Sure. So it was literally within 24-hour time frame that that happened. Yeah, and I mean, it's not a stretch of the imagination to say that those two are probably connected. Yeah, and especially just with... Just in general, I mean, with David's usual kind of premonitions i mean he's been having some strange dreams and he had he has one that if he wants to tell you i'll let him tell you later but he had an almost premonition kind of dream but wrong person same kind of theme and that was kind of the same thing that i had with steve sure but i honestly thought it was going to be his father i didn't know enough about his week or anything but i knew he was going to specifically lose somebody during this time frame and we actually did a tower reading on him a while back 
that I have written down, and it does show he was going to have a loss this month. Yeah, so, no, no, definitely. I, mean, I don't know. We'll, we're still kind of figuring everything out and still doing kind of our own little research on it, but... Well, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, uh, it, it always seems to be the way, but, you know, Dave is more than welcome to call in as well. Um, you're obviously smart enough to put these two and two together because you're aware of these things. You're keeping um, you're keeping an eye on everything. You're keeping active on everything. So, you know, yeah. that's all you that's can another do. Reason, that's another reason why the two of us generally try to jump in on these shows and tell you a little something because it also helps to... One, see what other people may think, whether it's oh, sure. it or going up of an explanation. And also, it kind of serves as almost like a diary to say, okay, when did this happen? All right, I told him this. Yeah, okay, that's the right date. We'll yeah, go back it's, to that and figure it all out. It's so being recorded, so yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. No, that's fantastic. Um, I like the idea that this is keep this is part of the record keeping. I really like that idea, to, to oh, be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. Well, hey, again, as always, thank you so much for kicking this thing off. I appreciate it. Um you know, yeah, you know, you know the deal. Call, call as many times yeah, as you want. All right. Good talking <laughs> to you. Bye now. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, all right. So how about this? We'll add this to tonight's episode. Have you guys ever had um, notification, paranormal notification of someone's death before it happened? Did you, did you, maybe after the death, did you think back and go, oh, crap. Well, I got this message or this message or this message or whatever. But have you ever had um foreknowledge of someone's death or accident or injury or something to that effect so it doesn't have to be just a ufo episode like i said it is you know all phone lines are open whatever whatever you guys want to bring up the topic uh but yes and people on the message board are talking so yes this is a bigfoot tiki mug i've had it for a couple years i have a feeling it's still available on amazon so uh fabi amazon it was really cheap too it's freaking awesome it's like decent quality too um and yes uh don't fucking drink bigfoot <laughs> don't fucking drink bigfoot yes i completely agree sean bishop the one and only sean bishop is in the room as well love that it has been far too long my friend um so yeah all right getting back to the sky trumpets in case you guys don't know what the sky trumpets are let me play you uh bu -bu -bum -bum. let's see I don't want to play an explanation. Let's see what this one does. Really? Why is my why is my microphone so low? Oh, that's a terrible video. Uh, so there's sky trumpets. I was gonna do an episode about them, but they're shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Nope, that video is terrible as well. This might be hard to do on a whim. Um, the hum, I can definitely explain. Now, I can't find a good enough video. Anyhow, so there's this, there is the, uh, especially out in like Pennsylvania, uh, oh, where, where Sean and them are from, uh, out by New Jersey, everywhere out by there, there is a weird sound that has been heard all around the world, honestly, and it sounds like trumpets. If you ever saw Kevin Smith's Red State, I think they, they mentioned that on there, if I'm not mistaken. But... There are a lot of scientific explanations as to what is causing that, from earthquakes and volcanoes to tectonic plate shifting. Hi, Stitch. How you doing, pal? To um, uh, the low-pressure systems. There are a lot of reasons behind 
these sky trumpets. Now, there are some that can't be explained yet, but I really think that um, we're going to get explanations for every one of those sky trumpets. Hopefully, some scientific explanation of if it, is it atmospheric, is it whatever, but um, uh, but yeah, so anyhow, so there are, I will do an episode of some kind, whether it's an all debunking episode or a mostly debunking episode about sky trumpets coming up very soon, don't you worry. Um, okay. I wish someone called talking about the orbs or flat earth to watch Kurt's meltdown. <laughs> Don't call about flat earth. It's just, it's bullshit. You don't want to hear me yell at you being like, it's fucking bullshit. Come on, there's scientific explanations. Um, that was actually one of my questions that I had that never made it to the uh, the astrophysicist from the uh, Skinwalker Ranch show. I wanted to ask him, as an astrophysicist who works with rockets, what does he think about this flat earther bullshit theory and how does he debunk it if he's ever brought up to him? Unfortunately, they it ran a technically the call ran a little long but it was a lot of technical let's get you you know getting the call started so had we just got right into the call with him and started asking questions i have a feeling he would have gotten to that question and uh, i would have loved to heard his answer because you know it's bullshit right you guys know that right you guys know that we landed on the moon the earth is round all the other planets are round god i hope you know that Okay, let's continue on to see what everything. Um, Sean said, I had a psychic flash the night of my sister's death that said Molly dies in childbirth. Oh, Jesus, buddy. I'm so sorry. God bless America. I'm so sorry. Oh, that is brutally sad. Joshua said, yes, my cousin died when I was 15. I had a dream I was at a family party, and he was leaving the family party, and he told me goodbye. I had another dream that night of bugs. My mom woke me up to tell me that he died. He died from a spider bite. Jesus Christ. This might be a sad topic um my james k polk said uh family story my sister once came home from school sniffed the air and said i smell a dead man they found out one of our uncles on my mom's side died that day oh my god uh april said i had a weird one that only made sense after the fact nobody died it was animal related oh i don't i don't i can't hear i can't handle pet deaths nope i mean i'm very sorry that it happened to you if you want to call in and talk about it i'll gladly do it but uh Oof, that gets me. Um, Susan says, I never got it before, always after. Look, I'm so sorry that happened to all of you. Uh, it's tough enough to lose a family member, but to have some kind of notification either before or after is is really tough. I guess after, it's it's a little bit nicer. My mom had a little um, message from when my grandma died. My mom got a little message from my grandma right after that that uh, was very sad. She started crying, but it seemed to help her out a lot. A lot to know that grandma was watching. I, I, too, I, I also a different grandpa on the other side. Um, I started finding things that, like, all over the place, all the time, and I don't know why, but it connected to my grandpa is very bizarre as well. Kelly says my uh, my mother did for my father just a feeling really. She was working in Alaska at the time, and we lived in Alabama. She said she felt like she needed to come home, and my father passed away the next week. Oof. Hi. Hey, Cody. How are you? Uh, yes, Randall. Uh, Stitch has decided to lay on my lap because it is not hot enough in here. Let's um, let's have a dog on your lap. Uh, yes, uh, some people do think, Sean, you're right. Sean Bishop said it's, you know, it's called the Four Horsemen. There are a lot of people that say 
that um, the trumpet sounds that we're hearing around the world are just another check off in the book of Revelations that the four horsemen are indeed coming. Randall said, I listened to the Flat Earth episode and felt like I lost brain cells. Science is real, people. Yes, that is a, that is correct. 100% correct. That is 100% true. Science is real. Hi, Krista. How are you doing? Uh, Susan said, my mom did. Had seen her dad a few times that day. She figured she better call. He fell, broke his hip, then passed away not too long after that. Um, she did not get to talk to him. But she did get to talk to him, at least. That is a good thing. I'm glad that she got that actual connection. Um, Lauren McCune says, please don't start the flat earth thing. I agree. And yes, Cody, the fact that anybody with a brain in their head thinks that the earth is flat blows my mind as well. Uh -huh. <laughs> Let's see. Wow, there's tons of messages. I feel like most of the people who say it are just trying to be trendy. Probably, but they're just fucking dumb. That, uh, um... Yep, Dorian, you are correct. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm trying to read through all these messages real quick. I got a ton of uh, uh, comments. I love it. Some have equated it with the horn blast of the Archangel Gabriel. That is true as well. That is, There are a lot of people. I'm really pissed that YouTube doesn't have a good loud video that you guys could hear. Um, but it is weird, though, because... The sound of space is really distinctive, really odd. If you heard it, if you were out in space for whatever reason and you heard it, you might too think that it is something to do, something biblical. Um, the hum that a lot of towns here, that is 100% man-made. Um, that is us destroying the, the environment. Um, but I really can't find... Let me try, maybe I worded it wrong. Alrighty, let's see. Nope, that didn't help me at all. <clears throat> nope. All right, it's fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You guys know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I'll be doing an episode coming up very soon. So, hey, Alex, how you doing? Welcome to your first live show. The phone number once again is eight one eight seven three two nine three nine nine. Please feel free to give me a call. Sean, you are correct. Uh, space smells like burnt. I've heard burnt steak. I've heard burnt. Um, logs i've heard burnt toast uh one of the astronauts did a specific what it exactly smelled like and i think he did say burnt steak it is very bizarre um I, I guess technically that's the moon but still anyhow i tried sky trumpets sean that's the first thing i i typed with sky trumpets and it's just a bunch of bullshit people talking about sky trumpets the first video that comes up the strange the source behind a mystery and it I tried to play it, couldn't hear it. Second one, some idiot sound designer. Third one is strange noises in British Columbia. For whatever reason, I can't find a good one to sky horns. I did not try sky horns. Let me try that one. No, same thing. Same four, five, six videos that keep popping up. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, Anyhow, I'll do a whole episode on, on the, the sky horns, the sky trumpets, the sky whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought there wouldn't be enough random oxygen. Yeah, well, technically, Randall, you were correct. So what they were talking about was when they got back into the lunar capsule and they closed it up and then they took off their helmet, they went, oh, look at that. The moon smells like, uh, you know, burnt steak or whatever. 
Uh, Sky Trombones. My boyfriend is letting me listen on the way to his sister's. Hi, Kelly. I'm glad that your boyfriend's letting you listen. Boyfriend, thank you for that. Yes, I'll try Sky... <laughs> I'll try Sky Kazoo's. You know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna try Sky Kazoo's now. Let's see what happens when you type in Sky Kazoo's and I'm playing the first video. I don't even care. Alright, this is what happens in the first video of Sky Kazoo's. That's what you guys that's what you guys get now. Now you're listening to Sky Kazoo's. Alright, enough of that nonsense. Let's get down to some fucking paranormal for God's sakes. What is this Sky Kazoo bullshit? Okay. Again, this episode doesn't have to be about UFOs, but I'm going to add this very awesome UFO story to this episode. This is from John Cheshire, or Cheshire, 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 whatever, doesn't matter, I don't care, you guys know, unless he's on here, I don't care. He is a former captain, first officer, and flight engineer for a few U.S. airlines. He said, I saw a UFO many years ago. However, before I explain that one sighting, let me preface to say that over my four decades of flying for both the military and the airlines, I have indeed seen quite a number of UFOs. Now, he's saying that to say they are probably man-made spy planes, all that kind of bullshit. He says, nevertheless, every one of these UFO sightings was soon quickly identified by me or by others later as something easily explainable, mundane, no longer unidentified, except this one. Yes, Sean Bishop, that's all your fault. Sky Kazoos, everybody. Send them all to Sean. Uh, he said, I was a captain flying a B-737 late at night on a very short leg from Las Vegas to Los Angeles. If you guys don't know, that is a very short flight. I've done it a few times. It is a very couple hours, boom, you're up, you're done, boom. That is a very short flight. Flight. He said, this was sometime in the 1990s. It was late at night, and the more normal heavy air traffic around LAX was greatly reduced at this late hour. At the time, we were early in our descent into LAX via the old civet arrival. I don't know. It was a clear night and a smooth and comfortable flight. Passing around 18,000 feet, we noticed that we thought was another aircraft well off to our left and high above us. We had no other traffic to observe other than this one. While we were on perhaps a 30-degree intercept to the final arrival course, this aircraft, high and to our left, appeared to be on the normal straight-in course to LAX. We decided that this approaching aircraft would not even be close to being a conflict for us since it was well off in the distance. We would intercept the final inbound course well ahead of him since he was not a conflict. Approach control tower never even mentioned to us either, so we figured, yep, we were safe. Although this traffic off to our left was on the normally expected radial and altitude for LAX arrival, one thing caught both my first officers and my attention as being odd. We were passing below 18,000 feet under descent. This is the time and altitude that airliners would normally turn on their landing lights for a seen and be seen standard collision avoidance procedure. However, this other aircraft that was well above us, he already had his bright, light, his bright landing lights on. Quietly, I wondered to myself why his lights were on so very early. It seemed very odd, and I wondered to myself if there was a reason for this. <clears throat> 
Switching our radios from center to LAX approach tower, we turned our attention away from that strange aircraft and concentrated on the approach. Right before we made the right turn to intercept the final approach course, I once again glanced up at him and said, and saw what I would never forget. Those bright lights we thought were from an aircraft on approach suddenly and almost instantaneously moved horizontally across the night sky by maybe 35 to 40 degrees at a considerable distance in no time. Nothing could move that fast. It defied physics. I turned to my first officer and said, did you see that? His eyes were as big as saucers and he said, I sure did. There is no craft that I know that could have moved that far, that fast across the sky, then stopping instantly without apparent any slowing dead in space. Moreover, there is no man or beast that could ever survive the amount of G-forces, both from that extreme acceleration or the almost instantaneous stop. There is no logical explanation for what we witnessed. There was no even logical explanation ever. To this day, decades later, I cannot explain what exactly we, we saw. A few seconds after it moved this astonishing move, it made another much shorter and very quick jump a couple of degrees downward. By this time, we were almost passing through the localizer, and we had to turn away from this quote-unquote thing. As I looked back over my shoulder, I saw it move again horizontally towards its earlier position rapidly, but nowhere near the almost instantaneous movement across the great span we saw earlier. Alrighty, I'm going to leave it there, just in case we want to need to go back to it a little bit later. But there is a experienced pilot, 40 years, I think he said, of, of, of experience, seen everything, Part of the military knew everything that's going on over there as well. Can't explain through physics what he saw that night over LAX. So I thought that was very cool, mostly because it's local to me and I love stuff that happens over in this sky. And everybody in the chat are still talking about sky didgeridoos, sky kazoos. Um, <laughs> sounds like someone's squishing a cat. You were correct. Um... Sky farts. Sure, there's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the aliens I'm already abducted. Fabi, you are correct. Uh, Richard. Hey. Or Andy. Hey, how are you? How's it going, man? Good to see you on here as well. So just in case anybody who's late to the party, the phone lines are open. 818-732-9399. I'm probably not going to make this one a two hour episode. I, I do need to, you know, some decompressing time from after work and everything. I had to work some extra overtime today. It was not fun. But uh, I'll make this one an hour, maybe an hour and a half. So we still have plenty of time for any other calls. Um, I'll be doing this again tomorrow. So if you're afraid or you're nervous or you don't know, not sure if you want to call today, you can always call tomorrow as well. But anyhow, if you'd like to call 818-732-9399, let me get back to that story at hand because I want to finish it up because it's very cool. It continues on to say, We never reported this incident, although I have thought about it over the years many times since. Really, what can we say? Besides people looking at you funny when you say you saw something, but you don't know what, it also involves a lot of paperwork. The reason people don't report these things is the amount of paperwork and the ridicule. Curiously, I do not even remember my first officer, and I never talked about it later. It was just one of those unexplained things that we could not explain and did not even want to try. Ironically, the following week, I flew the same flight as the at the same time, 
but thankfully saw no UFOs. What was very curious, though, is when we switched frequencies, there was a lot of chatter, something unusual for, some, for that usually slow time of night. All we could tell from the chatter was that one or more crews had, quote, seen something. This is obviously the first time he saw it, or the only time he saw it. He goes on to say there were transmissions from several aircraft that said, yeah, we saw it too. Then center or approach came up and asked each aircraft if they wanted to make a report. In rapid sequence, they all said negative. I never did either. He goes on to say that's my story and I'm sticking to it. He also included a chart that, I mean, eh, I'm not going to post it on, on the Facebook or anything. It's just a photo of his flight path and the thing's flight path and how basically he was flying to the ocean, turning around and coming back in that way, whereas the other thing was coming in straight on. So it is, I th again, I thought it was a very neat, very experienced pilot story about, uh, about UFOs and about what he saw and how about, again, why he never wanted to report it. Apparently that is a very, very popular thing to not report anything hopefully you guys can still hear me and see me the video is getting a little wonky on here that happened last thursday or two thursdays ago as well seems to be something to do with thursday nights on facebook live but while i get you guys on here first and foremost i wanted to do it just to the uh the patrons but i'll also bring it up on here as well if you guys want to do a zoom meeting where Everybody can see everybody. Everybody can talk to everybody. I am very interested in doing one. Thinking about doing one this weekend. Not a long one. Not a two-hour one. Maybe a half hour to an hour one. But if you guys are interested in doing that, please let me know in this little message comment thingy in the corner right here as well. Because I think it'd be fun that everybody to see everybody. You guys always get to see me. You always get to see Stitch. And while it's always fun to see everybody or to see me, I think it'd be cool to see everybody else. Um, <laughs> yes, Sean. Uh, video and sound is actually good here. Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, all of a sudden, all the messages are popping up. It took a minute. Uh, all right, cool. It appears that everybody wants to do this. Um, all right, so this weekend, we will do a Zoom uh, party, whatever you want to call it, for Paranormal Almanac. One for the patrons only. And I'm going to post that on the Patreon page. So patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac. If you want to join the patrons there, I still have not gotten the patron episode up yet. It's done. It's just needs to be edited a little bit, but it's done. It's recorded. So there is a new patron episode coming up very soon. As soon as I get the time, this week has been very busy. Uh, Sean, you do not have to wear pants ever. I'm wearing pajama jeans right now because I don't want to wear pants. Um, so there, not only will there be a patron one, but there will be a regular one as well that I'll post on the Facebook page, let you guys know what time you should zoom in to see everybody. But I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be very cool. And it seems like everybody on here is saying the same thing. Saw a description of UFO here in Pennsylvania, not too far from you, a few times in one week by dozens of people. Wow, in 2012. Holy crap. Uh, Sean Wagner says, I saw UFO once. Shit was weird. Four shiny dots and a diamond formation, partially white and red lights, hovered in unison, moving in a square box, then blinked three times and disappeared back in 2012 or 2013. So, what is this? 
August 2012. Josh seems to think that it was right around that same time, August or September. That'd be very cool if I have two listeners that confirm each other's. What a pajama jeans. Oh my God. If Stitch wasn't sitting on my lap. Um, pajama jeans. They look like jeans. See how it looks like I'm wearing jeans? Like, if you look right there. It looks like I'm wearing jeans. <laughs> I'm not wearing jeans. Those are pajamas. They're soft. They're thin. They're just like pajamas, but they look like jeans. They're the freaking future, man. I tell you, I wanted. I heard about pajama jeans forever ago from a buddy of mine that liked to go to strip clubs and liked to wear pajama jeans. You don't need to know why. Um, but I was like, I bet that'd be good. That way I can wear pajama jeans. And if I need to take Stitch for a walk, I don't have to change into real jeans. And that way I'm not walking around my neighborhood wearing pajamas. So my neighbors think I'm weirder than they already think I am. So I got pajama jeans. Best thing I ever bought. They have button fly pattern printed on them. They've got um, like like hole marks in the jean knees. It They're, they're the freaking best. Uh, Twitch would be a good idea. Brian, you're right. How about this, everybody? Do you prefer uh, Zoom or you prefer Twitch? Because I should start doing Twitch as well. In fact, I might do both. Maybe I'll do Twitch tomorrow. Let me see if I can find out if I can do Twitch and Facebook Live at the same time. If I can, I will do both. Great suggestion, Brian. Uh, thank you for wearing something. We don't have to get up to let you do have to get up to let Stitch out. Yes, that is exactly why I'm wearing pajama jeans. Oh, not right now, pal. You're good. You're fine. Good boy. Um, that's exactly why. That's why I played. Like, I don't know if who was here at the very beginning of this episode. I always like to start this one about 10 minutes early, let you guys know that I am about to come on and, you know, go live, but play some music and everything so people know that, hey, it's coming up. But it's also to make sure I got pants on, I go and check out, all right, brush my teeth, do all that fun stuff. Uh, pajama jeans. They're the best. No, no, not jeggings. No, no, no. No, no, not jeggings. These are different. Pajama jeans. Oh, this is the worst podcast ever. I'm so sorry. It's a bonus free episode. Who gives a fuck? Um, pajama jeans are not leggings. They're completely different. Not that I've ever worn jeggings, but still. Um, uh, but yeah, pajama jeans at a strip club. Uh, that is the Duggar way. Um, <laughs> let's see. I What's the difference between this and Twitch? Uh, Lauren Sapansky, the difference between this and Twitch is that kids go to Twitch and only old people use Facebook. That's what I was just told by my friend Elisa's kids very recently, that no kid around Facebook, that's what I was told. And I guess my um, my nephew kind of agrees with that. Hey, Jennifer, hey, how howdy, hey, howdy, hi, how are ya? This episode of Paranormal Almanac brought to you by Pajama Jeans. Pajama Jeans. They look like jeans, feel like pajamas. They work great at strip clubs. I'm not even getting paid to say that. Aha. You know what, Ashley? That's funny you say that I need to get Paranormal Almanac merch leggings because that is an option. I actually did a, a, a visual test for leggings that are the Paranormal Almanac... Um, sorry, pal, I didn't even bop you in the face. That are the Paranormal Almanac logo but leggings so picture this but in leggings look ultimately this week's episode you had one good um episode one good story from a listener 
And then you had one good story that I read to you from another listener about a very cool UFO. If that's all we get out of this week's episode, come on, it's not that bad. Again, it's a bonus episode. So I do have a, uh, a person that says they work for the U.S. government and wanted to talk a little bit about UFOs. And it's about ATIP. And if you guys don't know what ATIP is, A-A-T-I-P. Let me, um, I always forget what it actually stands for. Let me tell you what ATIP actually stands for. It's the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. There is a gentleman that messaged me that says that he works or worked with ATIP. He says the U.S. government does not believe that humanity can handle the truth that Earth is being visited by extraterrestrial civilizations. A study on this impact revealing that the Earth is being currently visited by extraterrestrial intelligent life was done by the Brookings Institute. They predicted mass chaos, panic, and civil unrest, especially among the religious segments of our society. And that actually gets brought up. Hold on one quick. There we go. That actually gets brought up quite a bit. It's the religious aspects of our society that is kind of holding back disclosure. So what they've done is this organization figured out that if they just trickled in to our daily intake, things about aliens and UFOs. And what they mean by our daily intake, they mean uh, TV and movies and radio and popular culture, if they trickle this in, that people are more willing to accept that we cannot be the only life in the universe. They said that many believe that humanity has changed since the late 40s, but the government's policy of denial remains. The only organization with the, within the government to support disclosure in, in a limited form is the U.S. Navy. Hence, those videos that just came out from the uh, the U.S. Navy UFO interactions, those Tic Tac UFOs, the one that uh, I had a buddy of mine on the show, I almost said his name, oof, uh, a buddy of mine that was on the show who was actually on board one of the aircraft carriers when they saw that UFO interaction. So, oh my God, Jennifer says, I have stories, but I hate to hear my own voice. I am not sure which uh, stories to actually tell you. UFO, spirits, paranormal? Yes, Jennifer, look, I hate the sound of my own voice, and you guys, for whatever fucking reason, listen to it on a weekly basis. And a lot of you, look, I would love to talk with you tomorrow night, Jennifer. If you're available, I'm doing another one of these live shows tomorrow night. Just chat with me. It's fun. It's easy. You've heard other people call. It's very cool. I would absolutely love to chat with you, Jennifer. So please... Feel, think about it. No pressure. If you don't want to, you can always email me and I'll read it tomorrow night. But I got to be honest, I'm sick of listening to my own voice. I would much rather hear, hear your voice. So there you go. Uh, Susan said, hubby and a friend had seen something move back and forth in the direction no plane that they knew of. I told them it was a, it was too much beer. They said to this day that they, they swear what they saw was a UFO. Uh, Todd, you can't hear, you can't stand the sound of your voice, but come on, man, you've been on an episode. You've got a great voice. Um, Jennifer, if you want to, if you want to call right now, 818-732-9399, you have the nicest bunch of people in the chat room and you have the semi-nicest bunch of people here, you know, drinking. So it's up to you. Absolutely no pressure, but I would love to hear from you. As would everybody else, I say. Todd was on an episode. 
couple episodes, I think. Um, he doesn't like the sound of his own voice. I Like I said, the hardest part about doing this entire podcast, the research, I love doing it. The topics, love doing it. The editing is the hardest thing because I have to actually go through, go back and listen to all of this and listen to my own voice, which is the absolute worst. Nobody likes it. All right, everybody, Jennifer wants to do it. She totally can. No pressure. You know, you do you. Let's get back to talking. If you want to call me, Jennifer, the phone lines are open. If not, I'm going to continue to talk about what this person who says they had worked with AATIP, tip said. Yeah, Todd, you're the best. This goes. This guy goes on to say what full disclosure would mean. And he says, for whatever reason, he thinks that full disclosure would actually kill the petroleum in, the petroleum industry completely and hence ruin the economy. But he doesn't really go on to say why he thinks that would be the case. Um, I guess, I mean, the only thing I could think of is the fact that they're obviously not using petroleum-based fuels means that we can move away from petroleum and move into a different fuel source. But this week alone, uh, the oil prices went to negative like $30 a barrel. So we should be moving away from petroleum anyway. Maybe this pandemic is good in the sense that it's actually getting us off of petroleum and moving us past that archaic sense of, uh, of, of fuel. Yes, Jennifer said she'll call tomorrow. She said it. You guys all read it. Okay, if so many things that happen, I'll get it all organized and call in tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for the self-esteem boost. I'm holding you to that, Jennifer. Again, it's just me. Come on. It'll be great. Anthony, hey, how you doing? I'm glad you made it in time to watch. Um, editing is the worst. But anyhow, I'm glad that everybody is here. Uh, anyhow, I'm going to continue reading this. So he said that uh, full disclosure would destroy the economy because of petroleum. I personally, Kurt here... I do not agree with that at all. He says they use power systems and propulsion systems very different than ours. Well, yeah, of course they do. They're smart enough to get away from petroleum. So I think that might actually help us go, well, shit, we don't need petroleum. There is something better out there. Let's work on that. He says there's also fear. That one I completely agree with. That The fact that these UFOs seem to outmaneuver our best military craft, if if they're extraterrestrial, and if, and not if, because it's totally true, you can watch videos of them outmaneuvering our most advanced fighters that we know about. Sure, they outmaneuver us. They probably outgun us. They definitely outscience us because they managed to cross interdimensionally or across the universe, however the Einstein fold of the universe, however they did it, they managed to get from their planet to ours. So, yeah, they're definitely technologically superior to us. Hopefully with that comes the responsibility to not destroy the monkeys running around shooting guns at them all. Uh, he says, uh, closing point. ATIP is only one of several groups working on studying the UFO, this UFO phenomenon, as we said, but the UFO phenomenon. A good amount of the work is being done by defense contractors such as Bigelow Aerospace. Just a, uh, in case you guys don't know, Bigelow Aerospace, or one of the guys that owned, I think, Bigelow Aerospace, is one of the guys that actually owned the Skinwalker Ranch. So he's right about that. He said the budget of ATIP was $20 million. That's true, too. But that's also public knowledge. I said that on an episode like 80 episodes ago. He said we're probably spending billions. 
because ATIP was very successful, you can bet groups studying this phenomena got even more money than what we know. Sure, I completely agree with this guy. I cannot prove at all that he actually works for ATIP, he actually works for the government, or he has any inside knowledge on UFOs, but everything he said made sense, was right. Some of the things I could actually physically check and say, yeah, he's right. Um, so if you were listening, the guy that wrote me that, I told you I would not say your name, would not mention too many details. I kind of made it my own wording. If you're listening and you can prove that you work for any kind of organization, kind of what like Bob Lazar did on uh, Art Bell, I will do, I'll handle it better than that. I won't out you, but I would love to talk to you about stuff that you say that you can prove that we have, we know nothing about. The general public knows nothing about. Think about it. You don't have to call in. You can just write me and I will gladly read your email. I know for a fact that the email that you sent this to me on has since been deleted because I tried to reply to that email and it said there was no valid email, which I thought was very interesting. Kind of led me to believe that it might be true. Okay, let's see. Let's go on. Ba -bum -bum -bum. Oh, God, what did I miss? Um, let's see. Hey, Joshua, thank you so much for being out there uh, doing the essential business. Oh, crap. I got a package coming today by UPS. Joshua, where's my package? I have a funny one that thankfully the police debunked for me because I was petrified as hell. Let's hear that. Call in, Sean. Yes, I'm totally cool with it. You never have to ask that. Sean, you have carte blanche to call in. Wait, hold on. Shit, it's been an hour. Uh, before you do that, where is he? There he is. There he is. Uh, I guess it's time for a stitch break. So hold on one second real quick before you call in, Sean. Do not call in because I will not be there to answer it. It is that fun time, the thing that everybody seems to love for whatever reason. Stitch's music won't play. Shit, fuck it. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. I gotta take my dog out for a pee real quick. Be right back, everybody. Right after this message. Okay, sorry, podcast listeners. For whatever reason, the amazing music that Buzzly made for me for this very occasion uh, did not play. Now it plays. Yeah, too late now. I'm back. Uh, sorry, everybody. So it's like a minute of downtime. Um, in that pee break, I hope you guys all went out and pee. Hope you refilled your glasses. I didn't get a chance to. I had to let my dog out. But, um, oh, Fabi, there's so much more music. Don't worry. I can I can do all of that. So, yeah, Sean, please feel free to call me. Sean Wagner. Fuck Sean Bishop. I don't care. Any Seans. If your name is Sean and you want to call me right now, it's 818-732-9399. All right, let's do this party. Hi, Hello. Sean. Hey. Welcome back. Okay, so, yeah, well, no one else was calling. Come on, guys. Um, so this one, it's it was debunked, thankfully. It wasn't anything paranormal, but it definitely seemed like it at the time and scared the living shit out of me. So this was back in 2012 when I was living, uh, me and my friend Haley had been living in a trailer together on this kind of wooded property. So we're at the edge of the woods, and like if you go out maybe uh, 50 feet, there's a huge drop where it's almost like a cliff. So there's nothing but woods surrounding the entire complex area, whatever you want to call it, and it's very dense. Um, and for a couple nights, I kept hearing this really 
horrific screaming kind of coming from the woods, but it didn't sound entirely human. It was like very garbled, very seems, animalistic, but that, still sounded like a woman screaming. That seems bad. Yeah. And it was it was going on for a while and it happened only at around three o'clock at night, which as everyone here probably knows is the witching hour. What's referred to as like the witching hour. Yeah. So this kinda made sense to me, so I I was freaking out and I she was never home to hear it with me except for the one night she was and she said that it sounded almost like someone was being murdered in the woods. Like it, it was banshee, it was like really, really bad terrifying screaming and we finally got to the point where it had been going on for a week in the woods every every night at three o'clock in the morning so we finally said okay you know what we're, we're gonna call the cops like something's not right it doesn't seem right something's wrong and no one seems to be noticing it we're in a trailer park there's a bunch of people everywhere why isn't anyone calling because you know we had we both had believed in a lot of paranormal but this just something didn't seem right it was very creepy and it didn't seem to come from anywhere it kind of just echoed all over the place so we called the cops they came out they apparently searched the woods they even had dogs because they agreed it did sound like screaming so they heard it so yeah everyone heard it um so apparently unbeknownst to me that is what a female fox sounds like in mating season oh you don't have to tell me (laughs) everybody knows that I didn't know that. No one knows that. Are you it kidding? Was, it, Why would it, anybody know that? Really? It was, it was, it was like a rural area. Like it was just like a suburban area kind of thing, and we just had woods everywhere in the back, but they were kind of close to the the turnpike, and it was just this constant screaming at three o'clock in the morning, like on the dot, every single day for a week. We really thought it was something else, and, and yeah, no, it was it was a screaming fox. So this fox is getting its freak on every night at 3 a.m., and you're fucking it up is what you're yeah. telling me. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Way to go. Be, but, it, but it really, because the other thing was is that the woods, and here I'll throw in the actual possible paranormal side of it, there is something that we noticed in the woods. It was um, me... Dave's friend, Dave and I had a mutual friend named James. We went in the woods, and we were, you know, going through a hike because I told him about the fox thing, and he didn't believe me, so we were going to be stupid and go look for a fox because I told him about the story, and he laughed at me. And down behind the, like, where the turnpike border would be, I guess, like where the giant walls are for the highway. Sure, sure, um, sure. He he was actually the one who pointed it out, and I went over with him because uh, it was hard for me to cross. There was a, um, a giant pipe that you had to kind of climb across, but it was very thin, so if you lost your balance, you're falling in the water. Um, so we crossed this pipe, and he said that he he noticed some weird stuff near the trees. There was a couple broken down um, logs or whatever, and someone had tied little animal bones. To the trees. They were hanging off all the trees. There were little animal bones. There were like skulls, femurs, little tiny limbs. The like, didn't hell? Look like there would be chicken bones. Like that, yeah. And it was kind of set up like there was a couple empty beer cans there too. Um, uh, empty cooler, like little styrofoam crappy from Walmart coolers. And just animal bones everywhere. Like it, someone tied them from the trees. They had them littered all over by this uh, empty fire pit that they had, I guess, made and then got rid of. And it freaked us out, so we left, and we decided to get a couple more friends to come with us the next day. So this is not this is the very next day, 
and it was all cleaned up. It was all gone. Wait. So wait. When they, with the the very next day, when you came back, it was all gone. No bones. No skulls. No nothing. Nope. The only thing that was stored there was the empty cooler. All right. Yeah, that's weird. So okay, good. So yeah. there was something there to prove <laughs> to you that you were in the right spot. Just nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Susan. It sounds like voodoo to me. Um. Well, that's weird. All right. Now. Is this... And these are the same woods that we heard the creepy fox screaming that I thought was like a banshee or someone getting murdered. Sure, sure. <laughs> so so basically, what does the fox say? It screams when it's having sex is the answer to that question. <laughs> now, is this is this part of the woods some place that you think personally that people would be going to to make a cheesy Blair Witch type-esque movie? Or do you think it's... They could have. They, they honestly could have. I mean, the woods kind of have that kind of look to them but the, the only thing that would be off is you do happen to see the the giant uh border wall from the highway those big ugly brown things that sure. they have set up everywhere so i don't know um it's possible but it it's like right on the edge of of the trailer park and i mean we did have some weirdos in the trailer park like all trailer parks do but nothing that would be like that and the neighborhood we were in like the town we were in you don't get those kind of people. It was it was kind of one of those snobbier towns, and then you have the college uh, right next door. Sure. So it was it was very strange um, to to find that at the edge of a trailer park in the woods. Well, I got to be honest. This whole story is strange, from the whole fox sex to the weird bones. It's <laughs> you know, it is yeah, a bizarre. No, this is this is it, it was very strange. This was also. Um, this was also the place that like, I, I started noticing, like, if anyone here, I don't know if anyone else has had it, like, other than the, the premonition aspect, has anyone else, like, had, like, a sixth sense kind of thing? Because I had it. We went same woods. Uh, it was me, my and at the time, and our friend. We were just walking through the woods, because you can actually cut through. There's a certain path that it takes, and you can get to, like, the, the local soup down the street by cutting through the woods instead sure. of going this long boat on way. So we cut through the woods, but it was like the middle of the night because this was like a 24-hour shopping. We were drunk and had the munchies, so we were on our way back. And I had this really, I, I stopped both of them dead in their tracks, and they're, you can't see in front of you. It was pitch black. So we all took out our phones. We all turned on the flashlight because I told them, don't go any further. The bush right in front of us now had a giant web across it. And there was a uh, brown recluse spider and her nest of eggs right there in front of us. And it was also apparently, um, when I called pest control and stuff to go and take care of it, they said it was the the mating season-esque area of them. And they would have, like, aggressively, they would have actually, you know, jumped to bite someone if they felt like their nest was threatened or something. Sure, And it was right next to an elementary school that's... um, placed right next to the, the trailer park. Uh, they share like, the same parking lot. There's an elementary school across up the hill. But um, you know, we have, I had like that weird sixth sense. I said, don't, don't, don't step any further. Don't walk in this direction. Get out your lights. We need to find out what's over here. And literally not even two feet from our mutual friend, Alberto, was this giant spider and her nest of eggs. I think a lot of people, when they're out in the woods, for whatever reason, and it could be just a psychological thing, it's not a real sixth sense, but when you're out in the woods, that whole primal thing, that primal instinct does take over, 
and it does help yeah. you for situations like this. But basically what I'm getting from this entire call is that you're just messing up mating season for every species you possibly can. <laughs> I, am, I am. I am messing up mating season. It is all my fault. I apologize wow. for the endangered species of the world. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, no, I figured, I, I know... But I figured, you know, some of this kind of goes in with the, the paranormal aspect sure, of, you know, sure. some of the, the senses and feelings. Hey, and then not everything's... Also, per- those woods are just... Those woods are just... Creepy. Well, hell, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go there and again. Oh, exactly. Well, they hey. Don't, don't also have, like, some weird perched-up tree, like a hunter's tree, and you're not supposed to have that over there, and that was abandoned and creepy-looking. Sure. Ugh. I don't like that. I don't like that area. Well, hey, again, thank you for calling. I definitely appreciate it. I need all the calls I can get tonight because it's basically me talking about pajama jeans without it. So, so thank you, thank you so much. I all you have carte blanche. You never have to ask if you can call. You can just call. Thank you so much. No, I wanted, I wanted to give people a chance, but y'all ain't jumping at it. Come on, it's fine. Guys. It's I fine. Hear me talk we got either. we got tomorrow. We got tomorrow. It's all good. Alrighty, I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye. So, yeah, if you guys want to um, go out in the woods and mess up mating season for a lot of animals, there's some very good advice on how to do that. Um, Joshua says, yeah, I think everyone has a sixth sense, just like animals have, but most people are off-tune of it because of all the technology we're absorbed by. Oh, definitely. Um, It amazes me when I go out for a walk with my dog or just on a hike or wherever that the amount of people that are walking and hiking... With their phones in their hands, looking down at their phones, not looking up, not looking around, not enjoying the scenery or the sky or whatever else. And because of that, I think that uh, I need a pajama jingle. All right, maybe Uh, because of that, I think that, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of the paranormal stuff, a lot of UFOs are being missed because people aren't looking out the windows. When I was a kid and I went for a ride with my parents up to my grandparents, wherever, for whatever drive, there was two options. I can look in the car, look down, read a book, and get sick from reading a book, or I could look out the window. Those were my only two options. There was no phones and video and all this other bullshit. So you were looking out the window. You're going to notice UFOs. You're going to notice weird things. You're going to notice pterodactyls. You're going to notice whatever. And because of that, I think more and more sight, uh, sightings happened back in the day just because people were out there looking out. I mean, there was nothing else to do. Now people are only looking at their phones, and that's, you know, that's a sad thing. But I will say on the on the, on the the flip side of that, if, if I didn't look at my phone when Sean said that something was weird, I was filming or taking pictures, but if Sean Bishop and I were at um, Catalina Island in this old theater, and Sean said, hey, man, my, the hair of my arm's standing up, you guys heard the episode. If you haven't, I'm going to explain it right now. Uh, he said that, you know, the hair on my arm standing up. There's something in this room with us. Then I looked at my phone, pressed record, and we watched the only orb that I will ever say was paranormal that I have ever seen. 99.99999% of orbs that people see are dust particles. This didn't act like a dust particle. It was orange for one. It wasn't dust colored. Um, it wasn't grayish and you could watch it you could watch it go up to a person through a person. You know, you all heard the story. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? If you want to call Sarah and finish your story, I would love to have you call. But, um, so technology can help us with the paranormal, but more times, nine times out of 10, 
People are using technology and ignoring what's going on around them, including the paranormal. Uh, Ashley says, yeah, people here get hurt a lot because they're just staring down at their phones. Yeah, you see it all the time. People fall off a cliff or fall, pardon me, fall off the Grand Canyon because they're trying to get the perfect selfie or just because they're looking down at their phones because they're idiots. Uh, Joshua says, I stare at the sky. It's probably why I see UFOs, but it's probably why I have trip over sticks. Yeah, me too. No, it's definitely the thing. Look up, look around, enjoy. I went outside and stared up at the night sky Tuesday night, but didn't see any meteors. And you know what? I did as well, uh, Krista. I was looking for the, the meteor shower as well, and I saw nothing. I was really kind of bummed. I was supposed to be a huge meteor shower. Um, nothing happened. I didn't see anything. I was really kind of bummed about that. Um, we were carnies, always traveling. My favorite spot was laying in the back of the window, always watching the sky. Susan, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mine too. It was the best. Well... Before I wrap up, I want to give Sarah one chance, if she wants, to call in and to finish the story that intrigued us all. People have messaged me, Sarah, saying, uh, are we going to get the rest of that story? What happened to her grandfather? Who murdered him? People want to know more. So if you want, Sarah, call in 818-732-9399. No pressure at all, but I want to give you the option. If not, I'm probably going to wrap this up because it's getting to be about an hour and a half. I said to myself, I'd make this one a little shorter. Tomorrow, Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, doing a long one. Saturday, I don't know, Saturday or Sunday. I'll figure it out because I think I have something. I think I have a, a Zoom party I have to go to on Saturday. Um, anyhow, this weekend, I will do a Zoom party, one for the patrons, one for the regular listeners, unless the patrons just say, let's all do it at once. But I want to give Sarah the chance to call again if she wants to. I never want to pressure anybody, but I kind of do because I want to hear the rest of the story, as does everybody in the chat room. Plus, you know, be a nice little hook at the end of this episode. My voice is going. I don't know why. Uh, and the video is doing a very Max Headroom thing. I hope it's not happening to everybody watching at home. I'm very sorry if it is. That's not my fault. That's that's Facebook's. But um, I'm not seeing anything. So I'm going to assume that Sarah, for whatever reason, and it's rightfully so, you don't have to. Don't feel pressured. Um, that Sarah can't call in today. But in case she wants to. Uh, in the meantime... I want to finish up what I was talking about. Uh, let's finish up this, wrap this whole thing up about UFOs. Here we go. No, that was the Skinwalker Ranch UFO one, which is very cool. But you already heard that one. Oh, this is a uh, story, a... Uh, a a listener story, the UK's Ministry of Defense will publish secret UFO reports for the first time ever. Which I think is very interesting. Sarah, you can feel free to call while I'm talking about this because I have to pause um, my ad blocker before I can read this story. 
It says, from the early 1950s until 2009, a department in the United United Kingdom, I also in the United States, in the United Kingdom's Ministry of Defense documented investigated reports. Yes! Kurt Sam. Hold on one second. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt. It's Sarah. Yay! <laughs> If I could do an applause thing right now, I totally would. Once I get that little, uh, that, that box thing I want, it's totally going to be for like applause stuff like this. But, uh, um, oh, hey, how, hi, how are you, Sarah? Oh, doing great. Sorry I missed the, the whole show tonight. You're busy. I forgot all about it. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. So I went to turn you on. <laughs> No, hey, that's totally fine. Hey, look, everybody can join in whenever they want to, but you left a lot of folks hanging about it in a very interesting, incredibly cool story. Hi, Stitch. Yes, that's right. Sarah's on the phone now. Stitch is interested. He's been he's been disinterested in me the whole episode, but uh, for you, he's he wants to hang out. Um, so, is it okay if I ask you to continue where you left off with your story? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, well, that's exactly where I left off. I think I told you that, uh, my grandpa was, was murdered here. Yes. Um, so you didn't uh, tell us who, at least I don't recall you saying, you telling us who murdered your grandfather. Well, well he had, um, like I said, he had, like, he was in good health other than COPD and emphysema. So he was always on oxygen. And, like, he couldn't be without his oxygen. Um, and we think that the people, the, the lady, he had a, um, a, a caretaker come in and take care of him. And we think because, you know, he he told all those uh, stories about how he had money buried all over the hillside and everything, that... Um, they actually believed him. And, like, we have farmed this entire piece of property, and, you know, we have um, dug up holes all over, like, you know, to plant things and sure. plowed the field and everything. So it's not like it's out in the field or in the yard or anything. So. Well, there, I mean, be, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, there's a good chance you're right, but I will say that just from personal experience, my brother had a metal detector. He used it in the fields uh, that my grandfather, my grandfather and my grandma, they, they lived on a farm as well, as did my great uncle who lived on this, you know, farm a mile away. They connected, the farms connected, uh, the fields connected, I should say. Um, and my, my brother used the metal detector and actually found a spoon from maybe the 40s, 30s, 20s. I mean, a very old spoon that should not have been still out there because, you know, the land has been tilled and, you know, people have been planting stuff forever. So I, I, I will say, please don't discard it 100% because, you know, it depends well, on how dig... Also how... Had, we also had a, my dad um, farmed dirt. <laughs> so as weird as that sounds. I'm um, sorry, he so, farmed dirt? Well, he had a dirt farm. Like, he would, we had really, really good soil. And, um, like, black top soil. Sure. Um, he sold that. And he did that for, until it, it, he got down to where it wasn't the good stuff. 
I mean, I guess, I guess I'm, that's just my ignorance, but I never realized that people actually, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. People would, would sell good soil. Sure. Before he started doing it, I didn't know what it meant either, but, um, yeah, he was, he was constantly busy with that. He worked seven days a week with that. Wow. Like he had stuff coming in. Yeah. Now. So, I mean, it's not like it could be down there because. Uh, he, he took it down about six feet. Oh, so. wow. That was a deep dirt farm then. All right, yep. so it's probably not in the fields, but you said that it, it's probably not anywhere else, though, on the farm. Why do you think it's not anywhere else on the farm? Well, I don't know. Um, like, like I said, like I've grown up here, and then when I was a kid, we would, we would dig. <laughs> we would dig. Sure. But um, so you're saying in in your opinion there is zero chance that he actually buried money or gold or whatever it was that he buried some kind of valuables. You're saying that there's zero chance that that this is a possibility? Everybody in my family agrees that he didn't have money to bury. You know what I mean? Like so we just don't think that it would be plausible. Um, but I do want to get to the ghost story. No, no, please. Yeah, that was going to be my, ne honestly, that was going to be the very next thing. I wanted to finish up the whole, because, you know, I I'm trying to play oh, the no. devil's advocate, because everybody's going to be like, no, just start digging. But you can't just dig everywhere. I mean, that's not physically possible. Right. All right. Cool. Awesome. I mean, Love it. There's always a chance, but we really highly doubt it. I mean. Sure. Okay. never had well, let's um, let's get to it. Okay. I want to hear this. So, this is the thing that you promised us before. Like last week, was it? Yes, and you know what? I I meant to sit on my laptop and bring up the EVP, but I have my sister-in-law here to verify that it actually happened. Oh, wow. She's sitting in here with me. Her name's Miranda. Miranda? Hi, Miranda. Yep. I, I'm very sorry that you have to listen to me, Miranda, but I'm so intrigued by Sarah's story. Um, so, we, there's just always been, like, like, after my grandpa died, and, um, we got the house, we remodeled it and everything, and while we were remodeling it, like, we would hear all kinds of weird things go on, like, we'd be up here late at night working or whatever, and I remember when I, I was about 11 or 12, when we, when we moved in, or when we were working on it, and we moved up here, uh, we would leave, my dad would leave a light on or he'd leave something up here that he would have to have. We lived in a trailer just down, down the hill from my grandparents on the same piece of property. And, um, so my dad would be like, Hey, can you run up and get this? And so I'd run up and it freaked me out. Like it, I mean, like a lot of it, my imagination back then, sure. but some of it was, um, like you would see. You would think that you would see something, like I said, probably my imagination at that point. Um, but you would what, definitely hear like things. What kind like, of things would you around. hear? Oh, walking around. Okay, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, and like singing. Like we still hear that once in a while, but it's been a while since we've heard that. Like, but you like it's not the pipes. Sure. <laughs> what? Sorry. No, no, I just said sure, because I, I know exactly what you mean. I hear banging here at this house 
And people say, oh, that's the house settling. And I'm like, no, no, I know what that sounds like. This is a different sound. Exactly. Yeah. It's very sad, different. Um, uh, let me, let me think. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're doing great. Are you kidding? This is fantastic. <laughs> I, you know what? I blame Miranda. Oh, don't blame Miranda. <laughs> Oh, did, nice. Um, All right, so but, tell me yeah, about the, tell me, I know, I definitely want to hear it. So whenever you can send it, I definitely want to hear it, and I will gladly play it for everybody who, because I've got a lot of people that want to hear it as well. But what oh, what was the definitely. EVP? Well, I have two. One is like, it's almost like an, I don't even know if it's, what would you call it, that musical, like, moon song sound that we heard? Yeah, like a or something? Yeah, it, it was like, almost kind of like an, organ music but not like, oh I don't wow know how to describe it. and you can only hear it and it only had replays the video that we watched you couldn't hear it like if you were in the room you there's no way you would you could hear it because we were in there and it wasn't like the toy because we were in my son's room sure it wasn't that was my grandfather's room you know what i mean like, or my great grandpa's room and and did she did i hear her say correctly that you guys did not hear it when it actually played it wasn't until you played back the recording Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. I think we're good. Um, sorry about that. No, no, you're no, great. Like, um, uh, it was like that's what it sounded like. I mean, I'll send you the recording, but it was like really like sing song, and it was kind of light. But like, it wasn't our phones because we all had our phones out and we're recording, like taking video while we were doing it. What made you guys decide to start recording right then? I'm assuming it had nothing to do oh, with the, what you found. Oh, no, we've been recording that whole night. Like, it's only certain parts throughout the day. Like, it comes on multiple times, but only, like, random times. No, it only happened once. He said okay. That was the second one. And and I, oh, wow. It might have. I don't remember. I'll have to, like, it's been a while. It was, like, last year. Yeah, it was last year when we did it. So but, you were um, recording. So you're recording because you were hearing things, or you're just recording for shits and giggles, or what? Oh well, no, like, um, sorry, we skipped way ahead, but <laughs> no, it's fine. No, <laughs> you take me back. back. You go for it. Um, no, like we. And he said, it's been there. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, no, I know exactly what you mean. I, that's happened to me numerous times, and it's not. there's nothing more infuriating because I'm assuming, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that nobody moved when something dis when that thing disappeared nobody was moving or walking into other rooms and it happened to f be found in the other room it was just no it was in the box yep where it should the first time but like lots of times like he found in weird places or my you know like a tool will be found in the living room under the couch or i was know, just I mean, gonna ask what were some what? of the places but okay so the living room under the couch obviously not a place where you would put something down yeah and it's not like and it's not like it could just be hit because our couch is pretty low to the ground now um, does this only happen when you're remodeling or does it happen all the time well it our house has been a constant remodel <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it's an older house, and sure. so you get one project done, you've got ten more waiting on you, kind of thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's always um, it's always acted up more when we are remodeling, like actively remodeling. But um, okay, so going back. Oh, also, we constantly hear footsteps. Like it sounds like someone is walking. Um, right, Miranda? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, like, nobody will be moving around. They'll be sitting there watching TV, and then you'll hear, I've yelled at my son so many times. I've, I've yelled, <laughs> and he'd be, what? I'm like, never mind, I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> Blaming it on the and sun. You and you do see black shadows. Um, now, when you say you see black shadows, do you see them out of the corner of your eye, or are they more noticeable well you can you can and one night my dad and i were sitting in the living room and we watched one go from my like we have um a long hallway that goes back by all of our bedrooms but we saw something and i i saw it too but my dad commented on it like i don't really bring it up much because my dad he says he doesn't believe but i think he does you know what i mean i mean if he's um, bringing it up he must believe a little bit well, he's, he's like, well, did you see that? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah I saw it. And it's just a, a quick shadow, like, almost just kind of like a filter over the light. You know what I mean? Sure. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I don't know how really to describe it. But that's, no, 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 that's um, exactly that's it. It's It seems to be it seems to be blacker than black, and it seems to block out light more than a regular shadow would block out light. Right? But it's not, yes. But it's not as dark as the time that we saw that um, that shadow guy at the Kendrick house. Um, it's not that dark. Like, it, it's weird. Oh, okay. But we, um, that's why I'm saying, like, it, you can still see through it, but it's like a shadow. Interesting. Like, it doesn't say in one spot. It's like someone's, like, quickly walking down. How many people yeah. have seen the shadow? It sounds like she's seen it, your dad's seen it, you've seen um, it. Pretty much everybody that ever lived here. Really? Um, I had, yeah, I had a boyfriend who, like my ex-boyfriend, uh, he was in the military, and he was like, I don't like, you're not going to leave me in this household by myself. Huh. So he came to live with us for a little while while we were trying to get, um, get things together, and he's like, you're not leaving me here alone by myself again, because he said he got up several times 
um, I don't know, might have been at work or at a friend's house or something. But he had gotten up several times because he had heard someone walking around and he knew that nobody was supposed to be there. Now, any idea, do you have any, any idea who you think the shadow person is or the footsteps are? I would say that it is my great-grandfather. What makes you say that? Well, um, I'm getting to that. <laughs> okay, go, no, go for it. No, please. We sound all kinds of crazy. I'm sorry. Are you not but, at all? You're um, fantastic. You're doing great. Uh, my son, when he was little, he always would stare up at the ceiling, and, like, he would just laugh. Like, when my son was born, he was actually born dead. And they brought him back. He was born at 29 weeks and one day. Oh, wow. So he's my miracle. And he had a 2% chance um, to make it. Did he have a blood transfusion or? Um, No. Well, yes. He had cerebral of those and plasma and everything else. Yeah. They thought he had infantile polycystic kidney disease. Sure. And um, that's kind of where your kidney looks like Swiss cheese. Sure. And so... Um, my grandpa, who's a minister, my dad's a, a youth minister, and, like, my whole family is somehow related to the ministry. But my grandpa came up, and, you know, like, we had talked about it, and so I was like, okay, um, the best thing that we can do is try to learn, because poly- infantile polycystic kidney disease can be genetic, so the next time we have a baby, it could happen. Sure. So I wanted to know as much about it possible and so that Sunday we had decided to go like we had talked about it and prayed about it and uh, we decided to go ahead and that next Monday take him off of everything that was keeping him alive and let him pass you like because he was in a lot of pain his skin was so transparent that I couldn't even touch my own baby like when he was born because his skin would break open oh wow he was in yeah, he was in bad shape. He's my little miracle. Um, but anyway, like, long story short, Monday came, or, well, Sunday night, nurse called, like, literally right after we had made this, this decision. She called and she's like, oh, he's peeing. He just soaked through his sheets. And I'm like, okay, awesome. She's like, well, don't get excited yet. And so it's like, okay. And then she called back 15 minutes later and she's like, oh, he just soaked through his sheets again. We can't even wait at all this time, you know, like, and so, like, every little obstacle that they gave him, he just, like, would be like, all right, watch this. You know what I mean? That's and awesome. He get better and better. Uh, he does have cerebral palsy, um, and he's mentally and physically delayed, but he is my, my miracle baby. I love him just the same, and uh, not more. You know what I mean? What's his name? But Zachary. I love Zachary already. That's awesome. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> But when he was a baby and, like, we got to bring him home and everything, he was still on oxygen and heart monitor and all that. But he would seriously, like, he would just stare off and, like, past you. He wasn't looking at you, but he would stare off past you, like, up in the corner of the room or something. Yeah. And he would just get this big grin, and he would just giggle. Like, before babies are even really, like, you would think that, they could just giggle because something's funny. Sure. But he would just do that. And everybody kept saying it was gas. Because <laughs> he's a baby. But um, 
he continued that until he was, I don't know, maybe two. Like, you could sit there and be holding him, and he'd just stare off at the wall or, you know, somewhere that, you know he's not looking at you. Yeah. And he would do that. And um, then, I don't know, maybe two years ago, three years ago, um, he told us that, and we don't talk about Grandpa Boy, that's not, because he wasn't a very nice guy. Like, he was just kind of an old grouch, grump, excuse my expression, but asshole. No, that's totally fine. I say Uh, worse things on here, please. (laughs) My dad's going to kick my behind for saying that. But, um, he was. And he just wasn't a pleasant, like, he was just a grumpy old man. And, um, my son, who doesn't know anything about Grandpa Boyd, because we don't talk about him, he's not a regular, he's not in our conversations on the regular or anything, and he just said, out of the blue, Grandpa Boyd doesn't want, or, yeah, Grandpa Boyd doesn't want us to be happy here. What? I got, like, I was like, come again? (laughs) So he, he said it again, and I'm like, where did you hear that? He goes, Grandpa Boyd told me. Grandpa Boyd doesn't want you to be happy here? Yeah. He what? doesn't want any of us to be happy here, yeah. And, um, that, like, that was just so out of character for my son to even say. We, like I said, we don't talk about Grandpa Boyd. He's not someone that we would discuss. Ever. Um, wow. So what did that make you feel when he said that? Kind of like numb, because it's like, and my hair stood up, you know. Like, oh, sure, it's a shock, yeah. But and so I was like, "What's got to pop on what what you you what what Grandpa Boy said?" And so my dad's like, "Well, that sounds like him." I'm like, That's what I thought. <laughs> yep, that <laughs> and, checks out. Yeah. Um, yeah, even even um, my aunt, uh, my great aunt, his daughter, Grandpa Boy's daughter. Even agreed. She's like, well, that sounds like him. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, everybody in the family that we've told that, that that, that is right up something that he would say. Now, does your son, yeah. did your son, I'm sure I'm jumping ahead, and you can keep going. You know oh, what? No, just, no, no, just actually, you know what? Just keep going. I'm, I'm loving this. Just keep going. I'm so excited to ask questions, but no, keep going. Oh, please, please ask. It makes it so much more interesting. Okay, well, um... Does your son still commute? Is that the only time that your son communicated about Grandpa Boyd? No, he he calls him Evil Grandpa Boyd now. I don't. Um, he kind of scares him. What? He, he yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know how much of it is his imagination. Like I said, he's really delayed. He's even though he's. He's more like six, seven, eight on a good day. Sure. Intellectually wise. But um, he's told, like, he'll come in and he'll be like, Whose room is this, Mom? Whose room is this? I'll be like, It's your room. He goes, Okay. That's what I thought. He keeps saying that it's mine. And um, so. You know, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, Grandpa Boyd is trying to, like, you know, put some pressure on him and be like, no, 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 this is my room. That's, yeah. But we, okay, so that brings us closer to uh, the time we did our investigation. Um, Okay, you 
know how I told you last time that we had went to see the paranormal science lab, or like we'd done stuff with the paranormal science lab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time? Okay, well, um, my sister-in-law's little brother, he, the entire kit, he had done investigations with them since he was six, six years old, so he, he knew what was going on. And, um, so he brought over, like, all of his infrared thermometers, his, uh, quarter. Sure. There was, like, five, there was a K2 meter, and, like, this, uh, little microphone thing. Yeah, and a little, uh, like, microphone thing that you put in your ear, and it's, like, hypersensitive. Yep, Like, yep. it picks up. I don't know exactly what it's called, but that's what um, that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, um, he had brought a whole pack of... Oh, and then the flashlight. He used the communication with flashlight. Um, but he had brought a pack of batteries. Like, that, like, he just got them. And they were in his face. And when we went to start investigating... We tried battery after battery in his things, and they were dead. Yeah. Which is definitely not, which is definitely not uncommon. Oh right? no, I've had that happen numerous that, times. Yeah. We have that happen all the time here. It's so frustrating. <laughs> but um, that's something that you just expect here. And but the, like the entire pack was like dead. So we sat, we scrounged around, and we took batteries out of things, and we we made it work. And because we really wanted to investigate it. And um, so we were in my son's room and we did um, temperature reading. And okay, we didn't, it was in the summer, but we didn't have our air on. Um, we didn't have, like, it just wasn't too bad. Um, so there wasn't a fan or anything like that going. It was just, there wasn't windows open or anything. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, like, we were we went through the whole checklist like okay could it be this could it be that sure yeah yeah and, um because we took temperature and underneath his that his bed was on the wall that my grandfather's bed was on when he had his bed or when he was here okay but um we took the temperature and i don't remember exactly what it was but it was way cooler under the bed and we went around, like, my room, and we did it under my room. And my room, it was the same as it was out here, or, like, taking it just in the room in general. The only place that was cooler, and it was quite a, it was a significant amount. It was, like, five degrees different. Yeah. Oh, wow, five degrees, was, yeah. That's that's a significant well, amount. I mean, we, don't, we don't remember, but it was it was close to that. Um, I mean, you could stick your hand down there, and there would be hot spots and cold spots. Remember? Like, it, it was weird. And so, like, we, we sat there talking to under the, the bed for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but it was only, uh, like, the, the temperature change was only under the bed, not everywhere else in that room? Yep, yep exactly. Interesting. Um, it was really weird. And like I said, you could stick your hand under, and you could uh, you could feel where it was cooler, and then like where it was warmer under the bed. Wow! So we videoed the bed, um, and we took um, 
audio and video, and we we set up the flashlight. So we were asking questions. We had the K two meter there, and it spiked quite a bit. Um, like not it didn't stay spiked, but like every once in a while it would light up all the lights, and the needle would go crazy. Sure. Now, uh-huh. was that in connection with you guys asking questions, or was it random, or? Yeah, it would do it when we were asking questions. Okay, too. yep. And, um, like like I said, we used the flashlights. I don't know if everybody knows what you do with that, but it's like a mag light, and you unscrew it just enough where they could and have it turned on. Sure. And the spirit or ghost tur- turns it just enough that it comes on. And, um, like, we were asked, we asked if it was John Boyd, or, sorry, we asked it if it was Grandpa Boyd. He said yes. Um, we asked him all kinds of different questions. I can't even think right now. Like I said, you, like, I could send you the entire interview, or the entire... Investigation, or... Investigation, Yeah, yes. sure, yeah, conversation, so sure. I don't have the, I don't have the videos anymore, but we didn't catch anything on video and that's the other weird thing is we were all recording the same time that we were um doing the audio recording and in in our videos the sing song music did not show up in our phone so it definitely was only on the uh, um, the electronic device. You couldn't hear it there. But when you played it back, did you have to bump it up to hear it, or could you just hear it right away? I think we heard it right away because he just put it. He just took it. I'm not technical at all. So he just took it at uh, the recorder and plugged it into my laptop because we were all curious, you know, like if we caught anything. And. Um, we listened to the whole thing, and sure enough, it was right there. And it sounds like it sounds like music, but it doesn't sound like a musical instrument that any of us could identify. What do you and, mean? Like, what do you um, think it sounded like? What kind? If you had to guess what instrument it was, what would you say? Like an, more like an organ or something. Like, um, we, we really don't know. Old kind of like just like that music. I don't know. Miranda said that it sounds like the music from like an old bar or something, like in the background. You know. Okay. What I mean? Now, do you think that it like, was a recording of not not that you recorded it? I mean, obviously you did, but do you think it was like music playing on like an old timey radio? Do you think it was music playing like an old timey record player, or does it sound did know, it sound more like music playing live? Well, I don't really know. It wasn't. It's really hard to explain. Like I said, I really can't wait until I can get that sent off to you. I keep, like it's been a really hectic week. I'm sorry. No, but no, no, no. Never apologize. Um, you kidding? You're doing great. So cool. Yeah. And then, um, my like I said, my grandpa had um, COPD and emphysema, and so he had a really he was a two pack a day smoker type guy. Sure. He had a very gravelly and distinctive, mean gravel voice. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we caught a gravelly, okay, that's what it sounded like. Oh, wow. Like, right as we were asking questions. Like, we'd wait, and then sometimes we'd get impatient, or someone else would start asking a question too soon or whatever. And so it was, like, in the middle of a question. And um, 
not one of us that says it. Like, have have you have you tried to tell him like he's not wanted there anymore, or, or are you oh, afraid I've, to? I've told him to leave several times. I've like I like I said, um, here's my son. So I have sat there and I've screamed and shouted. I have, you know, tried everything. Sure. Um, but yeah, he was just. That kind of guy. <laughs> and and this is this is a continuous thing. It's not a one and done thing. Oh no no no! Like we had um, originally, like we had, when we were going and um, doing investigations with Paranormal Science Lab, we had just talked to them and they were really interested in coming out. But um, I guess like, well, if we get our house labeled as haunted, then when we have to sell, sure. Oh no, yeah, I don't. But, Values. He's like, I don't want to. <laughs> no, you know? I. You know what? You're not wrong. So I can't blame you for that one at all. Plus, okay, so now you have somebody else that's getting the same evidence that you've already gotten. Then what? I mean, that doesn't help you at all. Well, we just kind of. We just live here. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Physically, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's. The- you know, that it's like this place. It doesn't. Mine, thankfully, doesn't ever seem angry or, or violent or anything. It's just, it is what it is. Some people just have someone hanging around that seems to be connected to the location. So, now, you said that you said that you had skeptics in the family. Now, do they kind of believe, or are they just 100% like, nope, that's all still bullshit, or what, what are they thinking now? Well, my dad, you know, like, we... Like I said, when something goes missing, we're just like, it's the ghost. The ghost, okay. Yep, yep. You know, like, I mean, I don't, I think he's sort of joking, but I think, I mean, it usually shows up, so. Sure. Have you tried, have you tried smudging the place to try and, you know, cleanse it? Or what have you, what have you tried? We haven't really done anything. Um, Just, we just did that little um, investigation. Um, that's the only, like, official thing, and that's the only thing that we've ever, like, got any kind of proof. Sure. I don't even know what, what you'd call it. Um, any validation, maybe? Now, oh, yeah, no, that's the perfect word for it. You got some validation for this. Now, um, oh, I just forgot my question. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, so, all right, so, all right, so you're just kind of living with this. You're keeping an eye on it, which I think is very smart. Uh, what would you... Oh. No, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. I've got one more thing to tell you about weird things that happen. No, please do. Go for that first then, yeah. Oh, um, light bulbs in, like, the lamps get unscrewed. Really? Nobody messes with them. That's not something that we do. Well, that's not something anybody but, does, yeah. Right? But um, at least once a week, I have, like, I constantly use lamps in my room. I don't use the overhead lamp, or the overhead light sure. very often at all. So I have three lamps in my room. At least once a week, I have, like, I think that the light bulbs um, burn out. So I always just, like, go and I screw it just to make sure, like, screw it in. And sure enough, it comes on. No kidding. That's an unusual one. No so, kidding. 
It's not that they're blowing out because that's the more well, normal quote-unquote. We, quote, we do have that. We do have that, especially in um, what is our dining room. It, it used to be a covered porch, but when we remodeled, we needed, we wanted a bigger dining room, so we, and not necessarily so much the covered porch at this time. Sure, so sure, sure. We, we expanded the living room and the dining room, and um, we have light bulbs. Like my dad buys the expensive LED ones, so he doesn't have to change them. Yeah. But we have to change them more often than you would think. Like constantly. Well, LED bulbs. LED bulbs should be lasting you like. 20, 50 years kind of a thing. Even And the other th good thing about the LED bulbs is even if you're having power surges, even if it's electrical and not paranormal, LED bulbs aren't as susceptible as, as susceptible to that as regular bulbs. Exactly. And, um, but we constantly are having to change out one specific one in the dining room, guaranteed, um, every couple of months. No kidding. And um, we do have, like, in the kitchen, the flickers, like, it's not like, well, it does happen sometimes when you um, are doing, like, something with the microwave. We did have an issue, and it was fixed, but um, it wasn't, like, it, it happened before we had the, the incident. Sure. And, like, my dad's built houses, like, did that for, um... A long time, like, he would build houses with a construction company. And so he knows how to do electricity. And my grandpa was an electrical something engineer or something. I don't remember. My other grandfather. Sure. So it's not jury-rigged so, together. This is a, you know, quality build. Right. Yeah. So the, um, um, I mean, once in a while, if you have, like, 10 things going or something like that in just the kitchen, it might flicker, but I'm talking like on a daily basis. You can be in there having a conversation or doing the dishes, and it just flickers. Wow. And then it'll stop. Well, that's another usual thing. thing. The, the, LED, the LED bulbs, like <laughs> this one, the one above me, does flicker when it powers on and powers off and switches between colors or whatever. But it doesn't flicker like a light bulb flickers. It's different. That's how it flickers, huh? Interesting. Yeah, it does shake. Or I mean, it does do that. Like it, it, it's like a regular light bulb. But we replaced all of them down to like it's like nine kilowatts. That like or something like that. Nine watts. Sure. Comes out like a hundred. 70 or something like that. I don't know. No, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the correspondence between LED and incandescent bulbs, totally get that. Now, do you think that your grandfather had unfinished business or was resentful of the family getting the farm or why do you think that he's still hanging around? Well, I don't know. And, um, and, 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 and is this the grandfather probably. that was murdered? Yes. Okay, um, so that's, that, that's unfinished business. Okay, the people that murdered him had forged his name on the will, and so they got, or they thought they were in the clear, and we're going to get the property, you know, that's been in our family forever. Well, 
my dad went to, my dad and my grandma and grandpa and everybody went to court and they fought it like tooth and nail. I mean, oh, they wow. poured money into it. And come to find out, like, it was going to be, like, 2020 said that they were going to investigate on it. Um, 60 Minutes said that they were interested in um, doing an episode on it. A lot of stuff. And then, like, they would, they found out who was really involved. And um, I'm not naming names. But it was a crooked attorney and a crooked judge and their family. They were, they were family. And come to find out that they had done it to at least three other families in a hundred mile radius. Wow! You know I mean, like, um, and the crazy thing is, is when, um, like, right after it happened, like right before my grandfather died, I had always wanted a scribble pen. I don't know if you know what those yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. From back in the nineties. Yep. I'd always wanted one. I never had one. Parents never bought me one because they said that it was ridiculous than $5 on a pen type thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> how they were. And one day I was outside playing at our trailer and I, there was a scribble pen back there. Well, my grandpa shook really back when he would write. So that I'd always, like, every time I wrote it, I was like, oh, I write like grandpa. You know, like. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have it. My brother didn't have it. It wasn't something that we didn't really have friends coming over at that point in time. So it wasn't like it was just left there. So where but do you think it, that came I from? Up, we, I have no idea to this day. But I would assume that's how they forged his signature. Because it... it oh, like I see what you're saying. That makes total sense. Right? Well, um, after they did, of course, about the like, autopsy and all that kind of stuff... Well, we, with court, we decided to have him exam, his body examined, and like I said it before, my grandfather was in pretty good health, I mean, minus his breathing issues. He did not have a false eye or a bad heart or anything. Sure. When they um, did the, ex- 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 they exhumed the body, uh, they took him up to Columbia, Missouri. And they had an outside team do the, the autopsy again. And he had had a horrible heart. Uh, he'd had massive heart attacks. Uh, he had a glass eye. What? His lungs were in good condition, though. Yeah. All kinds of weird things. So I think maybe, if anything, he was just my language just off about how things went down well yeah i mean yeah you're looking for a reason there's a reason right there i mean the murder alone but then all the other stuff on top of that that is a very valid reason of unfinished business sure and then um they had the audacity to um want to settle out of court jesus and so my dad but after the money and time and effort and everything that they put into uh, the case, the court case and everything with the lawyers and I mean because we didn't have we had a team of lawyers because it was that bad you know what I mean like sure. it was it was a big lawsuit and um, so finally they said they would they would settle out of court for two hundred fifty thousand dollars like 
you know what? If that means that this is over and done with, heck yeah, we'll get it done. So my dad went, got a, you know, got a, a loan and paid them off, which I, I wish I was older because I got a lot of stuff and I don't, I don't, <laughs> take, I don't take time with people pushing other people around. Maybe that's why I don't. I don't like that. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry that this happened to your family and to your grandfather and to you. And that is terrible. This is... other people as well. Sure, yeah. yeah. The autopsy, I have, like, the court rec, like, the um, depositions, I think is what it's called, from that court case. Like, I have all of that in a file down in the basement. A big tote. I mean, it's not a little file. Sure. Oh, yeah. like uh, John Grisham's novel. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Well, I mean, all right. So you were you were not lying when you said that this is a very involved, very leveled, multi-leveled story. I mean, it's it's got paranormal, it's got true crime, it's got uh, uh, law and order. I mean, this is a this is a <laughs> this is a Netflix episode or Netflix series kind of a docu series kind of a thing going on you with you. I'm that's insane. I'm so sorry that that you had to go through that. Now, I, was, I was only a, you know, I was a little dead when this was happening, so I didn't really know the, the full gravity of it. Just sure. Now, but, do you think that you'll continue to do investigations in the house or continue to monitor the paranormal activity that's in your house, or is it just something that you're going to live with and it, if it happens, it happens? It'll probably just happen and we'll just was it when it comes sure um yeah i would do another investigation that was fun but oh no that's 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 really interesting i mean that's the thing to do keep your eye open keep 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 your ear to the ground keep listening for stuff and and make sure you're keeping notes on when this stuff is happening and see if there's a pattern there as well now have you ever investigated where your 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 farm is is it? Is there a large quartz deposit? Is there an underground water oh. system? Oh my gosh! Yes. Um, um, uh, Missouri American as uh, water is actually trying to buy our property right now, which we're not crazy happy about. But um, we have natural springs. We have uh, we have a, a well that we hit water at eighty feet, but we have one hundred and fifty foot. And we have no idea how um, deep it actually goes. Sure. Um, uh, we have creek. Uh, we have, a, I think it's like a half a mile creek running through our property. Um, so I'm sure yeah. you already know why I asked that. But just in case the listeners oh, yes. don't, there is a very good correlation between the paranormal and running water, underground water, quartz. Um, that I mean... It, see, it does seem to be more and more every time I talk with somebody when they have something paranormal that that comes up. That it is, yep, that's what's there. And it's just another yep. kind of checklist of, yeah, well, there you go. That's why there's paranormal activity. Um, yeah, that's what uh, the paranormal um, science lab, the people there, had, had, we had you know, discussed a little bit of stuff. Cause like I said, I had them all set up to come and investigate. And then my dad's like, no. But, um, wow. Well, hey, 
you when when you when you deliver you deliver and then some sarah this is a fantastically incredibly effed up story i thank you for sharing it you didn't have to share any of this so i honestly me to you thank you for sharing this was a great story for, for listening and are you kidding my rambling no you did great honestly you did fantastic this was a I, in my opinion and, and look i'm a listener too right now i really was intrigued this is a fantastic story uh yes susan's right a limestone is another big one underground um for paranormal activity a hundred percent yeah also, also at one point they did do ink mining on our property really All right. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, activity going on underground or with the ground and your property. So that is very telling of paranormal activity. Yep. Um, that's what we've been told. Um, so it's, like I said, we just go with it and it doesn't bother us too bad. I mean, it bothers my son a little bit. I just keep reassuring him and. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. that bothers him. Zachary, right? I'm sorry that bothers him. That's 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 not fair to him. No, because he's such a good kid. He has, like, a the biggest heart you could imagine. I mean, if he says something and he thinks that it's hurt your feelings, he will start crying. Aw. Because he, um, like, he's just that sensitive, I guess. Like, he's such a sweetheart. Aw. I, I don't like that too. I really don't. That that's just that's not, that's the last person I want to have something like this happen to. Me too. He's such a sweet kid, but he's been sleeping in my room a little bit more and more. Um, and he seems to be getting good nights rest in here, so I don't have a problem with it. I have a big comfy chair that he crawls up in and sleeps in. Oh, I love he that. Bothered that bad in here, but better believe it someone's bullying my kid i don't care if they're a ghost hell no i'm with you there i'm a thousand percent with you there that's amazing sarah thank you again you you just made this episode a fantastic episode i mean sean did some great stories but i love hearing from you what a what a filled story for us thank you so so much for calling please if anything else ever you know any new stuff comes up at all, please feel free to okay, call. I've had so many stories. Oh. It's not even funny. So oh, okay. As long as you keep doing those call-ins, I'll call in every once in a while. Yes. But I've got a pretty good one about the Joplin soup light that will be, that'll be pretty interesting. I'm sorry, for the what lights? <sighs> the Joplin soup light. That's what I thought that. you said. All right. I want to hear it. I want to hear that story the next time you call. That's the story I want to hear from you. Okay, well, you, you guys have a great night, and thanks for listening. Thank you so, so much. Uh, tell Zachary I said hi, and was it Miranda? It is. Miranda, tell Miranda I said thank you so much. This was so good, Sarah. This was a great story. Thank you for sharing. I really do appreciate it. No worries. You have a good night. Thanks, you too. So good talking to you. Oh, this was fantastic. Like, like that was a freaking incredible where is this story going kind of story. I, I don't think she rambled at all. I thought it was a very, very detailed, awesome story. 
I, I, I'm gonna, I think that's where we're going to end it. I'm going to turn off the, uh, the phone real quick. Um, while you guys are still here, everybody listening, the phone lines are now off. Um, everybody, thank you all so much for tuning in and watching. Thank you all so much for tuning in and tuning in and listening. Uh, Stitch, Stitch is already done, so I don't know where he went, but, uh, once again, I'm your host, Kurtz. Oh, wait, before I get to that, I'll see you guys all tomorrow, 5 p.m., right here, Facebook Live. And let's see you guys all on Zoom this weekend. I see Stitch running by. You should see him running by in just a second. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Yeah, what? No, I'm eager. I'm just lining up. Why, I need it.